the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Monday, November 7th, 2022. 602-508-0960 is the number. I'd like to call in, share a few thoughts. Let me share a few of mine. First, there's no border problem. There's no recession. There's no drug poisoning problem. There's no crime problem. There's no baby formula shortage. There's no left-wing political violence. There's no mentation problem with the president. There's no critical race theory. There's no radicalism and transgenderism in our children. There's no learning loss. There's no youth mental health problem. There's no more abortion allowed. And anyone who says different is putting democracy at risk. Boy, to listen to the Democrats in the final fortnight of the election, you'd think everything here was a gilded age. The roaring 20s for the third millennium. And to say otherwise is to be an extremist at best. A white nationalist fascist or Nazi stoking political violence regularly. Echoing Robert Jackson's closing at the Nuremberg trials, quoting Richard III, they stand before the record of this trial as blood-stained Gloucester stood by the body of his slain king. He begged of the widow as they beg of you, say I slew them not. And the queen replied, then say they were not slain, but dead they are. And by thy devilish hand, Lady Anne points out. I was thinking on this on a run this morning, and what occurred to me was a revisit of something I was beginning to speak about last week. There used to be, way back in the 1960s, when liberals told us they cared about humanity and children, there used to be a series of appellations invoking the health and well-being of children. On PBS, you saw Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street and The Electric Company, the Children's Television Network, or the Children's Television Workshop. Kurt Vonnegut's most famous book was subtitled The Children's Crusade. The Pope poster and bumper sticker of Note read, War is not a healthy thing for children or other living things. There was Feed the Children. There was the Children's Defense Fund. There was all of that. The music industry was less about 19-year-olds rapping and shooting and more about children singing and dancing and playing. Today, the left and its Democratic Party have abandoned all that and, in many cases, gone to war against all those themes. But the themes were right. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Suffer the little children. Whoever harms a child should have a millstone around his neck. Sane and civil societies always put children first. And right now, it seems we are putting them last where they're showing no pangs of conscience and zero limits on abortion through the third trimester and birth, coarsening an entire society, to what was done to them during COVID, to making them race conscious and resentful at the earliest of ages, to indoctrinating them in sexual thematics, to confusing them and instigating they consider changing their natural and born sex, to callousness about baby formula shortages, to the entire disappearance of childhood, by exposure to age-inappropriate content and contexts to fundamentally non- and miseducation of them. 
This is why conservative women and mothers have risen up, rolled up their sleeves, and become so many rosy riveters in running for office and efforting the notion of adult supervision at our public schools. Anyway, as I've been intoning for a few weeks, I think tomorrow's election is part of a newer recapturing of a children's crusade. From a decoarsening of the culture to a restoration of childhood innocence to an economic and educational environment that is structured toward the right things, i.e. the children and not the adults, to solving the real threat to children's physical health and safety, which is not COVID, but in fact drugs. I'll remind just here in Arizona, with 93 drug poisoning deaths of children just this year, that is 20, 20, that is 20 percent more children's death in one year than in nearly three years of all children's deaths from or with COVID. Three years of COVID did not do to children here what one year of drug poisonings fentanyl have. And the year ain't over yet. Anyway, that's just been some stuff rattling around in my head. Meanwhile, here's a question I had yesterday that was answered today. Yesterday, the FBI had to warn and Carrie Lake had to close her campaign headquarters because her staffers were exposed to a mysterious and intimidating white substance that was deliberately placed there. Would we see it in any newspaper headlines today was my question? Asked and answered, no. What you did see was a front page story at the Arizona Republic, which was another hit piece on Carrie Lake. What you did see is coverage of speech after speech from Joe Biden to Hillary Clinton to Barack Obama along the lines of this from Joe Biden. Quote, Republicans promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law. Close quote. What you did see were columns from The Hill to The New York Times saying that political violence intoned and taking place from the right is putting democracy at risk and to vote for Republicans is to vote for that. I suppose that's why that political violence from the right, I suppose that's why Rand Paul's six ribs were broken and he had to have part of his lung removed while Democrats with very well-known names applauded that on social media. I suppose that's why a man lunged at Lee Zeldin with a knife at a political rally in New York. I suppose that's why there was an assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh that the president never mentioned, nor the vice president. I suppose that's why Steve Scalise was shot. I suppose that's why Hillary Clinton's press secretary said she wished Donald Trump died when he got COVID. I suppose that's why the riots of 2020 that left nearly 30 people dead and destroyed business after business and led to massive resignations of law enforcement leaders all in the name of a movement led by two self-proclaimed trained Marxists took place. And I suppose that's why it's all being memory hold and forgotten as well. You know, it's an odd thing when you think about all the crimes above and all the crimes the Democrats are now elevating as important. This all comes quite coldly, doesn't it? One party denounces and tries to do something about crime from riots to property to assault to smash and grab to homicide. The other tells us either the police are the problem or there is no crime to worry about or that it's a Republican talking point concealing an underlying racial narrative. When you think about the mental state of all these people who commit all these crimes and the party that has been warning about drug and mental health crises, When you think about the party that wants to make enabling and safe 
use, mind-altering drugs, and chronic mental illness, when you think about the party that's trying to do something about it, when you think about all of it, you begin to hear something like we are hearing now. One massive social political intervention where the target of the intervention is the one lashing out, denying the problem, and trying to place the blame and turn it all around on those who called and organized the intervention. Well, tomorrow is the culmination of our intervention, which is why the projection and gaslighting is crescendoing to a fevered pitch. But don't allow the patients or inmates to continue to imprison the healthy in this asylum we've handily built here. That's the stuff of Edgar Allan Poe, where we get the idea of inmates taking over the asylum from his story, The System of Dr. Tarr and Professor Feather. And if Poe was known for one thing, it was writing in the genre of the macabre. It's a grim and ghastly business, which is why the rhetorical coin of the realm of the Democrats is always grim and ghastly from, quite literally, the phrase, a winter of grim death to Republican policies being Jim Crow 2.0 and from the playbook of Jefferson Davis, Bull Connor and George Wallace, as Joe Biden put it earlier this year. Which is why voting itself is for the wrong if for the wrong party, according to every Democratic Party talking point of the last two weeks, is to put democracy in danger and at risk and on the line. Katie Hobbs said yesterday, this is the most important election in history because if we vote For Republicans, there might not ever be another election. Professor Margot Cleveland put it this way, quote, In our constitutional republic, Tuesday's vote provides Americans our only democratic say in governance at the federal and much of the state level until the 2024 election. But rather than sell voters on why Democrats will be better representatives, the democracy at risk pitch pretends that electing Republicans will destroy the very democratic process the voters just engaged in. It is both silly and a circularly self-negating theory, close quote. I quibble only in that it's more than silly. It's dangerous. Listening to Democrats today and what they tell you it means to vote for a Republican You get the idea that we're on the cusp of bringing back loyalty oaths and banning a major political party in America. Looking at all the sanitizing of Karl Marx in the New York Times and in children's publications, you see the second step in that process. Why wouldn't you, after all, ban a party of authoritarianism and violence, as Joe Biden called it? The idea of party purges, the idea that one party is the idea that is the true antithesis to democracy. The idea that one party is a party of authoritarianism is the idea anathema and inimical and inimical to democracy. It's the stuff of Lenin. It's the stuff of Stalin. It's the stuff of 1930s Germany. Joe Biden used to say that stuff all the time from his eulogy of John McCain here to his campaign speeches to his inaugural. I don't know if he ever believed it. He certainly doesn't now. And neither do the rest of the Democratic Party panjandrums. Immigrants from all those countries and countries under their control know this well, which is why they are the most ardent activists warning about it. They know what communism looks like. They know what fascism looks like. And they hear those tones here again. Thomas Jefferson put it that, quote, the great principles of right and wrong are legible to every reader. Close quote. My pitch, 
see what's before you. Legible, meaning written plainly. Don't let what is plainly before you be blinding. Let it, if anything, be enlightening. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Are you concerned with stock market volatility? What if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market? A portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on and off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there is no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly. There are no fees. This is a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate. And... Thanks to what Y-Refi is offering, by investing, you could do well by doing good for others. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm, and you can earn up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-34, 888-Y-REFI-34. InvestYRefi.com or 888-YREFI34. All right. Let's uh, – do we have time to – yeah, okay. Uh, let's go to Jim in Phoenix. Hello, Jim. Yeah, good afternoon, sir. How I are you? I listen to your program as often as I can. And, oh, thanks. Uh, I value it highly. Um, I, I'm here at the last minute uh, with these propositions, and uh, I go to all the references on the web. That I, I'm not a, a, a web person, but nevertheless, I've – done as much research as I can find. And I, I'm not getting any descriptions, really, or discussion about the propositions. They, they, all the sites give you the technical definition, so to speak, of, of what the proposition is. But a lot of it's legalese, or there's just a, a lot of looseness in it, in my opinion. Is there any place I can go to actually uh, get a better better idea of what these propositions are about. Sure. I, I've been recommending two places. Um, Arizona uh, Free Enterprise Club has a great website with a great analysis uh, on them, not in legalese, much more, uh, much more easy to uh, apprehend. And also uh, the Arizona GOP, azgop.com, has uh, a tab called Golden Ticket. And it's, boy, it's a really comprehensive site. It allows you to look at everything in your area because, you know, some people have uh, school board candidates. Some people have, you know, different things based on different counties, et cetera, or different legislative districts, uh, including state house, state senate. And they have a great, great, great uh, know the props uh, portion there. So azgop.com or the Arizona Free Enterprise Club is where where I've been recommending people go. Jim. Awesome, awesome. I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, have my same. Uh, I, I'm sure there are. I, I you know, I, I still get questions um, on them. Uh, you're not alone, but you do raise a um, an interesting thing. I was talking to a friend uh, this morning, and uh, we were talking about how you know. Most of the voting tomorrow, the the heavier proportion of voting tomorrow will be from Republicans, most likely. They like to vote on Election Day uh, for a lot of reasons or, you know, dropping off their ballots at ballot centers on Election Day. And and what's important about that? All fine. All great. All encouraged. 
But that last part, all encouraged, you know, it's so important, you know, whatever the weather uh, may be, whatever, you know, last minute little crisis at work or whatever. That's the one risk, so to speak, of of delaying until the last uh, the last day to vote, which is (laughs) a funny thing to say because we used Mm -hmm. to only vote on one day. Right. But it is the one the one thing that worries a little bit. Um, Don't let anything get in your way in depositing that ballot or going into a going into a uh, voting center tomorrow. Don't let anything um, get in your way. It's yes, really I'm, important. Uh, and uh, that 80%. burden falls on Republicans a little heavier than Democrats because we tend to be Election Day voters more than they do. I'll tell you, I'm 83 years old and I've uh, never missed an election. So, oh, God uh, bless you. Who was your first uh, vote for president? Uh, Eisenhower. No kidding. Yep. God bless long, you. You remember the Eisenhower ago. presidency well, I bet. Yep. Yeah, neat. Hey, thanks. Thank you for the great work you do. Oh, you well, know? thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the call. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the um, I guess the word I want is trust. Thanks for the trust in uh, my recommendations. I, it, you know, I haven't said that a lot of people, Bill, a lot of people do call an email here for that kind of um, uh, advice and direction, don't they? Thank, thanks for the trust. We really we do our best, and uh, we really appreciate that um, that you do trust us, or at least uh, look to us for some of the input. A lot of talk has been about uh, the Republican Party and uh, the Hispanic uh, American vote, and how it's going to be very disruptive to the Democrats' base. It's interesting that you haven't seen as much talk about that with regard to the African-American voter, black votes, black Americans votes. Uh, you haven't seen much about that, and I, and, I, and I don't quite know why, because we have gone uh, on a, a really good, I guess at this point, six-year effort of the Blexit movement and all the great work Brandon Tatum has done with that and the Candace Owenses of the world and others. And... There's a great column over at Newsweek I'd like to walk through with you in just a little bit. Uh, C.J. Pearson, who is an African-American uh, uh, writer and consultant, founder and president of the Free Thinker Project, he has a good op-ed piece uh, essay at Newsweek, Black Men Aren't Leaving the Democratic Party, The Democrats Left Us. I'd like to go through some of that with you in just a few moments. Don't go away. A lot more coming right up. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. John Dombrowski Jr. joins us for our culture and economy update. He's the president of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. The website is grandcanyonplanning.com. And he has his own radio show heard here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., The Word on Wealth. Uh, how you doing, John? Aloha. Oh, hey, fantastic. How are you? I am fine, sir. I am fine. Well, it all comes down to this. The um, the Dow Jones did a big rally today. Does that yeah. tell us anything about what people are expecting tomorrow, do you think? Or is tomorrow going to tell us what stocks might do going well, forward? Well, you know, it, that's very, very good question. Okay. Um, so I would say this. You know, uh, traditionally, uh, when we see uh, a situation like we have where we've got uh, currently the um, Democrats in the White House, we've got uh, in, the, in the House and Senate pretty much the majority, right? So... Uh, we uh, see a situation where if we can split this, 
Uh, Wall Street usually likes that, right? Because if we've got a Democratic president and a Republican or split Congress, historically it's meant above average gains for the markets. Now, of course, that's the past. Yep. Doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case. But, you know, we would imagine that if, if uh, the Republicans sweep uh, Congress, then you're going to have less spending, mm-hmm. right? They're going to cut back on the spending. They'll control the purse. And that could be a good thing for uh, just about everything. Is it also true that it's going to really depend on different sectors of the economy? So, I don't know, uh, to be just blunt about it, if you're in green energy, mm-hmm. uh, you that sector will do probably better if Democrats maintain their hold or don't lose as much. Maybe maybe the green sector doesn't do as well if Republicans, maybe uh, oil, maybe uh, gas, maybe drilling and exploration does better if Republicans win. Certain sectors will yeah. do better and worse based on what happens, too. Right. Yeah, I think that's a that's a reasonable, um, you know, understanding of, of potentially what can happen. Why? Because, you know, the, depending on the policies of the current administration and if he's got the backing of Congress for whatever the agenda is for the administration, then uh, if they're against, you know, uh, oil and gas and coal, then obviously those sectors of the market, that energy sector of the market's going to uh, struggle. And we've seen that. Uh, if we have, uh, you know, someone else in the White House and had control of the House and Senate who was energy, uh, you know, a proponent, wanting to get this country energy independent, which sounds like a good idea to me, um, then, yeah, those sectors certainly uh, may have a better outcome. So you're, you're dead on. There's no question about that. I think that – and I think today that was a little bit of why the market rallied because mm-hmm. uh, maybe there's this feeling or, or, or expectation that that is going to happen. Yeah. We're yeah. going to see a, a change of the guard. And uh, that means maybe more, uh, you know, pos- positive outcome for some of these sectors of the market that you just just spoke of. The other question, you know, this inflation situation, which is so atop voters' minds, yeah. if not, you know, just their daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it 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 probably doesn't. The election outcome probably doesn't do much on monetary policy, but it could have a big effect on. As you were saying a moment ago, fiscal and spending policy, yeah. and and I wonder if 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 that and inflation kind of will be going hand in hand after tomorrow's election. Should Republicans win? You know, I I think that it certainly could make a difference. But you're right, Seth. I mean, we certainly have high inflation right now, uh, and the Fed is going to continue on their path as they've stated here. Uh, we've got CPI numbers coming out this. Thursday, which is yep. going to be an important uh, economic indicator as right. to how inflation is doing, right. uh, if it's curtailing or if it's still increasing, uh, and that's going to certainly come into as a factor for when the Fed makes their next uh, decision. And 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 last but not least, John, kind of also a call back to what you were saying uh, at the at the beginning of our chat here. Um, we operate on the notion that money in big market arenas, what you deal with, what we're looking at, what we're talking about. Money tends to be a coward. Um, there, there's probably an, an, a, an investment, an intellectual or a financially intellectual investment in, in there being some breaks on the Democratic Party's 
total and complete rule of Washington, don't you think? Uh, don't you think there's a stability element by having Republicans in there that the markets are looking at too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's again, as I said, I think I believe that's that's a true statement, and that's why we saw today maybe ahead of yeah. the election, which is surprising. Yeah. I think tomorrow it's very possible tomorrow would just kind of be a not much of a of, of a not much of a change know, off exciting today. day right. one yeah. way or right. another. That's that's where I was going. Uh, yeah. And then then Wednesday we may see you know some type of a, a knee jerk reaction yeah. to the election results. Uh, but some of these results may not be called for, for many weeks. Gosh, as we don't, no. Don't you know. say that. Well, it may. Don't I mean, I hope weeks. not. But Don't say weeks. I know. <laughs> All right. <Sorry. laughs> Show them how to do something fast. Yes. Uh, Securities and advisory do. services yeah. offered through Creative One Securities LLC, a member of Finra Pickett Investment Advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC not affiliated. Go to our website, grandcanyonplanning.com. Thanks, Dad. I, I, I take John to parties just to do that, <laughs> just just to show off. All right, John, you too. I'm Seth, Bye. 602-508-0960. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, 602-508-0960, I was mentioning a little bit ago that a lot of talk and a lot of writing and a lot of analysis on the Hispanic American voter uh, trending more and more towards the Republican Party. Um, and yet, interestingly enough, after you know a good six-year effort uh, and run, uh, uh, to, uh, on the Blexit movement, uh, with the kind of work Brandon Tatum and others have been up to, you haven't heard a lot about Republican Party seeing big gains in the midterms here with the African-American voter. C.J. Pearson is the founder and president of the Free Thinker Project. He had a great little op-ed, not little, great little essay, good-sized op-ed, over at Newsweek, newsweek.com. Uh, that I wanted to go through with you and get your thoughts. Black men aren't leaving the Democratic Party. The Democrats left us. He writes, what happens on Tuesday come Election Day remains to be seen, but the left has already begun to see the writing on the wall. Their usual base just isn't there, and they're not just sounding the alarm. They're laying the groundwork for the blame game to come. This past week, Sonny Hostin, former federal prosecutor turned co-host of The View, set her sights on white suburban women, referring to them as roaches voting for raid. That was her phrase, roaches voting for raid, for their inclination to support conservative candidates running on conservative ideals. In doing so, Hostin sought to make the argument that those women were not just voting against their interests, but actively working to bring about their own demise. Raid supposedly kills roaches. You're committing suicide by voting Republican. The truth is the opposite, C.J. writes. These women may not be voting in accordance with Sonny Hostin's partisan interests. They are indeed voting in accordance with their own. It was, after all, progressive policies that have brought us record high inflation, open borders, skyrocketing costs of the grocery store and gas pump in an America that many mothers feel is far too unsafe to raise children in. It's hardly surprising that new polling from the Wall Street Journal shows a 15-point advantage for Republican candidates among white women living in the suburbs. But it isn't white women alone that the left is planning to pin their electoral shortfalls on. It's black men, too. In a Saturday morning interview with MSNBC, Democrat nominee for Governor Stacey Abrams tested out the narrative. 
When asked about her poll numbers at the end of a lackluster campaign in Georgia, Abrams chose to blame black men for being too dumb, too ignorant, and just not sharp enough to see through the so-called disinformation. Quote, unfortunately, this year, black men have been a very targeted population for misinformation, not misinformation about what they want, but about why they want what they deserve, close quote. As one of those black men, I'd like to pose a few questions to the woman vying to be the governor of my home state. Is it misinformation that inflation, according to government statistics, is at a record high? Is it misinformation that while the cost of consumer goods has risen, according to the Washington Post, wages have failed to keep up? Is it misinformation that in urban cities across America, it has become a game of Russian roulette every time you step out of your door as to whether or not you will turn home alive and unharmed? The reality is that none of these things are misinformation, so much so that even the liberal corporate media can no longer choose to ignore them. As to Abrams' point that black men are confused about what they deserve, I take particular offense to that, he writes. Do black men not deserve to live in safe communities? Do black men not deserve affordable consumer goods? Do black men not deserve the respect of progressive politicians whom up until recently they supported nearly unequivocally and almost always without challenge? Let me answer those questions. Yes, 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 and yes. We are tired of being taken for granted. We are tired of being used and abused and being told to shut up when we get too vocal. We're tired of being told to aimlessly follow. We are tired of being slaves on a plantation. And we are ready to be free, to be liberated, and to be respected. He goes on. Come November 9th, progressives can blame us all they want. But it wasn't black men that left the Democratic Party. They left us. Really interesting. And the Sonny Hostin position, the Sonny Hostin statement is also, I think, kind of getting memory hold when you think about it. When she said white women voting for Republicans are like roaches voting for raid, just trade out the word white. If you want, trade out the word Republican when you trade out the word white and replace it with some other race and minority and the Democratic Party. When we're talking about re-racializing society, when we're talking about a new race war in America. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. And it just gets a free pass and it just gets ignored. And we're all supposed to move on. And she'll be there tomorrow for another show with the ladies supporting everything she says and probably ratcheting up their attempts and efforts to one up her, take it one more step further. This is what's happened to political rhetoric here, too. It's not just what the candidates say. It's not just what those running for office say. It's what these commentators say, all with the respect of major networks behind them. Think about ABC and The View. This is a network that has backed every left-wing, I was going to say liberal, every left-wing epithet that the ladies on The View have spouted. Some of it the most insulting stuff you've ever heard when you walk it back and think about it. 
Do you remember? It was only this year that the main anchor of that show, Whoopi Goldberg, was denying that Abraham, excuse me, was denying that Adolf Hitler was a white supremacist. They are so confused and so caught up in redefining everything they want to for domestic political consumption. They say anything and they can get away with anything. It's kind of like Joe Biden, isn't it? It's kind of like Joe Biden can just say anything and get away with anything, whether it's about not allowing more coal plants or whether it's about how he won't open up any drilling when the week before he was telling energy companies that they should get off their duffs and start doing that. Whatever happened, by the way, whatever happened to all that campaigning Joe Biden was doing only six months ago on getting us behind the war in Ukraine and stopping Russia? Has any journalist followed up on all the promises Joe Biden made about what sanctions would do there? The stories today coming out of there is are about how hard it's going to be on the Ukrainians if the war continues through the winter. Well, news, the winter is here, the war continues, and no one's asking any questions. I guess because it just doesn't matter anymore. We have come to grips and settled on the point that our president is incoherent and can't think on his feet with a teleprompter, with a prepared speech, or any other way. We've just come to grips with that. And like the ladies on The View, anything can be said and anyone can be president. And it's weird. It's really weird. Someone needs to talk about the emperor being naked. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Uh, This is a short segment, so let me tee this up for the uh, next hour for you. Um, I would love to hear, and I'll ask, Brandon's going to join us later. I'll ask him too. I would love to hear from you all um, what your closing argument would be as to why to vote Republican. Your closing argument to people who are still on the fence. I, I am amazed there are some people still on the fence. I see them interviewed all the time. Um, and, and, and I used to think these people, you know, just aren't too bright. I oddly enough, haven't seen that this time around the people that I've seen that are on the fence being interviewed on Fox and, and some other networks, they are, they, they are articulate and they are bright. Um, what explains them being on the fence? I think that's the fear tactics of the Democratic Party. I think they that that has sunken in. Um, I don't think it's motivating fully the vote, but I think those that are on the fence, the only thing that keeps them on the fence and keeps them from voting for Republicans is the fear factor that the Democrats have uh, have planted in the body politic with their rhetoric, the rhetoric that if you vote for Republicans, it's a threat to it's an end to democracy. I want to say something about that, too. You know, almost everyone in this audience is of the mind, rightfully, that we are a constitutional republic and not a democracy. And fair enough. But if you're in the mindset of the Democrats who keep talking about us of a democracy, think about what that means. A vote for Republicans is an end of democracy. That is a slightly more clever and a slightly more veiled way of saying a vote for Republicans is a vote to end America. 
Democracy to them is America. America to them is democracy. The great democracy, whatever you want to, whatever phrase they want to use. When they say we're vote, a vote for Republicans is a vote to threaten democracy, it's a vote against democracy. It might be the last time democracy's on the ballot. They're saying, in short, it's a vote to end America. That I, I, I don't want to make any bones about it. This is their pitch. You know, they they have um, they have worked the fear factor to a fairly well over the various campaigns, you know, whether it's about uh, throwing uh, grandma over the cliff or whether it's about uh, what was Joe Biden's line about Mitt Romney, putting black people back in chains. They, they do this fear thing really well and without any kind of um, without 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 any kind of penalty, without without any kind of accountability. They've turned it up. They've turned up the heat each election to the point where they are now with code. Might we even say dog whistle? Can we use that? Can we take that from them? With dog whistle, they're saying a vote for Republicans is a vote to end the United States of America. Think about that when they're lecturing us on political rhetoric. 602-508-0960. Give me your closing arguments for everyone when we come back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 